Ryan with Cajun Cardboard coming at you from the great state of Louisiana. And I think you guys, uh, especially you investor types, are absolutely going to love uh, today's topic. This is my LeBron James Topps Chrome Investment Dilemma. Um, as you guys know, I'm a big fan of collecting LeBron cards. Uh, I made a pretty sizable investment in his gulp. I'm going to take a deep breath before I say this. His 2003 Top Chrome base. Uh, pretty sizable investment. Uh, I'm going to show you the spreadsheet. I'm going to show you the numbers. I am imploring you guys, you viewers, I want comments. I want your input. I want your opinion. I'm going to ask a million questions this episode uh, because I want to see the, uh, the thoughts and the ideas that others in the hobby have. Um, and I want to uh, just uh, solicit and uh, solicit your advice and elicit your opinions uh, on what you would do if you were in my exact position. The one thing you guys know, if you watch my channel, I am a straight shooter. I'm going to tell you the great investments that I make because those are really fun to talk about. But I'm also going to share with you, um, I don't want to necessarily say dumb stuff, but stuff that did not turn out so well. Uh, this is one of those situations. And uh, it, it brings up a bigger issue because, you know, while mine, uh, my spreadsheet and my current LeBron James Topps Chrome base holdings may be on um, a little um, higher level of magnitude than most investments in the hobby, um, I think that the, the theories, the opinions, the perspectives, the thoughts, the ideas, and the, the moves that need to be made right now uh, apply on all scales, right? Uh, big, small, uh, graded, raw, you know, LeBron, Jordan, John Moran. It, it, the, the questions that I'm about to ask you guys to help, uh, you know, provide insight on are questions that can be applicable to any player, any types of cards uh, all throughout the hobby, just given what the hobby's been through over the last year. So I'm not going to waste any more time. I'm going to pull up uh, my PWCC vault first and share with you what exactly it is I'm talking about. So um, as you guys see, this is kind of a general look at uh, my LeBron James 2003 Topps Chrome Base number 111 uh, PSA and BGS, right? All of these are mint or better. So, you know, you can plug it over here in the slideshow uh, and I've got, uh, I've got tens. I'm just going to start hitting next. So I've got, you know, PSA 10, 9.5, 9.5, 9.5. Those are old labels. So the subs are on the back, by the way, guys, those are cards that I pulled out of packs. And that's what, that's where this gets a little bit tricky. Cause I'm into some of these cards for $35, right? So, I mean, we're talking about a LeBron James BGS 9.5 rookie that I paid $8 to grade at Beckett and I pulled it from a pack 19 years ago. Yes, I am old. I get it. I'm a fossil in the hobby, but uh, sometimes that's to my benefit because my price point on those 9.5s with uh, the subgrades on the back, I graded those cards in 2003. So that's kind of some of the seed money that got me started in the hobby. Uh, selling a few of those, but then I've got PSA nines coming out the wazoo, right? So nines, 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 nines. I'm just going to keep clicking just so you guys have an idea of what we're talking about here. We'll click through all of them. We're going to look at a spreadsheet that's going to tell you how many of each grade I have in total. There's another 10. There's another 10. Uh, there's another 9.5 min gem. There's a crooked label BGS nine. That seems to happen a lot on um, BGS labs. Those labels get loose. Another BGS nine, another BGS nine, and that's it. So back to my list, there it is guys, there's all the cards. Here's the spreadsheet, okay? So let's talk through this. I wanna tell you why I've put this on the screen and, uh, and where maybe you guys can help me uh, and give me some advice on what you think. Cause uh, while I might not take the opinions of everybody who comments, I am very curious 
uh, I'm an inquisitive person by nature and I want to know what you guys think about how to get out of this situation or if I should even get out of this situation. So I'm an open book and hopefully you guys will feel free commenting below. Just please try to keep it clean. And you know, if you call me an idiot, don't put an expletive in front of the word idiot, right? So uh, just an idiot is fine. I can take that. My wife, Mrs. Cajun Cardboard will be okay with that. But if I'm an effing idiot or something like that, I'm probably going to block you from the channel, even though it might be true. Um, so I've got it pulled up. So in this first row here, I've got PSA 10s, next row BGS 9.5s, next row 9s, next row BGS 9s. I've got three PSA 10s. So those are the big boys, right? Or what used to be the big boys. Uh, I've got four uh, BGS 9.5s. Uh, I think all four of them are min gems. I have to take a closer look because, like I said, some of those BGS uh, gold labels have the subgrades on the back like BGS used to do it. Uh, I have 16 PSA 9s, okay? Um, and I don't have the price point for all of them. I have the price points. It's somewhere in a spreadsheet buried deep, but I bought some of these cards at a very, very low price point. And then some of these cards I've bought... Uh, for twice what they're worth today. So I have taken an absolute bloodbath on some of them. There's just no rhyme or reason. Like some of the, you know, three of the quad nine point, three of the 9.5 BGSs, I pulled from packs, right? Or uh, I think maybe two or three of them. And then some of them I probably bought for five grand. And, and today, you know, I've got on here the average value on card ladder over the last, you know, I think I put in there maybe three months is 3,118 or something like that. So um, we're going to go through it all. So PSA 9 is where I really made my push because I thought that was going to be a real good price point for me to liquidate. Um, Again, I think I probably paid right a little over two thousand for most of those, if I had to guess. Uh, but uh, and then BGS nines, I've only got three of those, and those were all. I think I think most of those were originals from back in two thousand three. But I could definitely be wrong. I might have picked those up in trade or something like that. But twenty six total LeBron James two thousand three Topps Chrome base rookie cards. Okay, I've got twenty six. There's the quantity and there's the grade. Here's the value for each one. Again, this is kind of based on card ladder. I think me looking at maybe the last one month or maybe three months. 71.97, what did I put in here? Yeah, so 72.22, maybe I looked at the last month or three months or something like that, and then I got the average sale price. It's neither here nor there. These are all very close to the approximate value of these cards and these grades. So 72.22, 31.18, 17.27, and then very interestingly enough, the BGS 9 average sale price over the last couple months or month or so is higher than the PSA 9, which makes no sense to me, but it is what it is, and again, 100 bucks here or there is not going to change the analysis or change the purpose of this video or the contents therein. Um, and then right next to it, I've got the total value. So I've created a formula which basically multiplies the current value times the quantity that I have. And I have 21,666 of today's value of PSA 10s. I've got 12,472 of today's value in PS, uh, BGS 9.5s. I've got 27,632 in PSA 9s, unfortunately, uh, because those have been punched in the nether region. And then I've got 5,550 worth of BGS 9s um, in today's value. For a total today value of all 26, 67,320. And then for your amusement, and so you can belittle me and uh, even add a little bit of flavor to your comments, I will show you. Uh, what these cards were worth at their peak. There it is right there. I've got it highlighted. $365,490. If I had timed the market absolutely perfect and sold every one of these cards at the peak. Now, I know that's not realistic. I know that's a hypothetical. No one expects to time the peak.
unique, but I, I like to look at it because it makes me feel sick in my stomach uh, just to see that I, I, I don't know what I and some of the, you guys watching may have been thinking when cards ran up this fast, you know, uh, I'm thinking my 86 Fleer PSA 10 set. Like, why didn't I just move the set then? Um, and I guess it's just never having been there and done that, uh, I guess there was no reason to think that it would drop so um, drastically so quickly. Uh, maybe I thought I had more time to get out of these cards and, and maybe I just didn't pay close enough attention when they did start to drop. Uh, or maybe I just didn't believe it. Maybe I thought it was just a temporary blip. But here we are now, and they've dropped $300,000 from the peak. So uh, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's quite a bit of money, and I could buy a lot of uh, Luka Doncic base optic PSA 10s. Um, <clears throat> anyway, that was just uh, for vomiting purposes what the peak value would have been of these cards. Uh, I mean, the funny thing was, the four BGS 9.5s were worth more than all 26 of the cards combined uh, at the peak. So uh, that just gives me a kind of a sick feeling. But I wanted to share that with you so you guys could laugh at me. Uh, but let's say, right, so that's where I'm at right now. So this is our snapshot. So I've got to make a decision, right? I'm sitting on these cards. They're worth 67,320. Uh, base is in the toilet. Uh, but one thing I, I've noticed is that, you know, from doing these PWCC weekly recap videos on Mondays, I've noticed that the chromes have stopped going down um, and it, the, either they've, they've leveled out or they've even started to move back up. And here's what I wanted to show you. Okay, so um, this is what happened over the last two years, right? Uh, this is the P PSA 9, BGS 9, all four of the grades, right, that we just looked at. I've got it sorted by which ones have done the worst, okay? PSA 9, which I have the most of, of course, has done the worst, down 64% over the last two years. BGS 9.5, not far behind. BGS 9, not doing great, half as valuable as it used to be. And then the PSA 10s have gotten crushed as well uh, over the last two years. And uh, those cards are down 47.2%. Over the last year... Okay, uh, similar numbers, red as red can get. But what I wanted to show you, and the reason I think that we may have hit the floor, we may be somewhere near it, is if I pull up a month, uh, the BGS 9 is up 90% over the last month. There's only a 10 card sample size, so there may be some anomalies and some weird deviations in there. Uh, but the PSA 10 has sold 20 times over the last 30 days, and that card's up 27%. Nobody's talking about it, right? Because you know why? Nobody posts these cards in Instagram anymore. Do you remember about 18 months ago when everybody would post like 40 Zion Prism base PSA 10s or Zion Silvers or Doncic Silvers or LeBron Chromes or Kobe 96 Chromes PSA 10 base cards as their flex, right? Now people are flexing cards from freaking out of nowhere, right? Random weird, I'm doing the same thing, like weird random golds and one of ones of off brands and just random crazy low pop cards. And, uh, and we're hyper-focused on the pop and the obscurity of the cards. And I love it. I'll be the first one to admit, I love looking at cards that I've never seen before because it makes you ask, what the hell is that? Where do I get one? Uh, or maybe that's a move, or maybe I want to buy, you know, a similar card of another player that I personally collect. Um, but, uh, but it used to be the flex, right? And so right now, um, base is kind of out of sight, out of mind. All base, right? Not just Doncic and Zion and John Morant prison bases and Trey Young prison bases. All base are out of, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's the black sheep of the hobby right now. Um, but very quietly, unbeknownst, like uh, Sauron, uh, you know, in Lord of the Rings, how about that nerd alert, uh, kind of lurking in the shadows and growing in power, the LeBron top 
Ops Chrome PSA 10 base over the last 30 days has jumped 26.58% on 20 data points. Um, that's a pretty decent sample size. Uh, the PSA 9 is about minus 1.78, and then the BGS 9.5 is down 30%. So that's weird, right? Jim Mint BGS 9.5, Jim Mint PSA 10. The PSA 10's up 27% over the last 30 days. The BGS 9.5 is down 30%. That's a 56% disparity between the two Jim Mint uh, based on you know the, the grading company. That is an unusual disparity. Usually they're a little bit more similarly aligned. That's a huge disparity. Um, as you can see, the PSA 10 is up 1594. The BGS 9.5 is down 1200 bucks over the last month. So that's just weird. There's a picture that doesn't really help a lot. Uh, but this is what I was kind of getting at is that we've seen the PSA 10s and the BGS 9s for some reason at least level out. And it looks to me 26% is a lot. If we look at the last two weeks, it's even less egregious for the reds and a little bit more reasonable here for the greens, right? And so I think we're either at or near the floor. Maybe we've started to bounce back up in some grades, maybe not all grades, but I think we're at least close to the floor. That's just me guessing, okay? Uh, because I do look at the numbers every single Monday and I usually look up this card in PSA 10 and BGS 9.5. And so I've kind of been watching it. Again, I'm not here to hype these cards. They're commodity cards. Everybody hates them. There's nothing I can say on this video that's going to make people like them. That's not the purpose of this video is to say, go out and buy LeBron PSA 10s. For God's sakes, I am asking you if I need to sell them, how to sell them, and where to sell them. And so that's how we get to the point here. So getting back to my spreadsheet, um, if those cards, let's say they've hit the floor, if those cards grow you know, 50% uh, in value over, say, the next year, uh, the 67000 would jump to about $100,980 for these 26 cards. So really the analysis that I'm asking you guys to provide input on, and I'm going to ask a couple questions that you can see up on the screen, but the question is, is my money better left in these 26 cards with 26 different, uh, I guess, potential profit centers? Or am I better off liquidating uh, that 67320 And again, I'm not naive. I know that you know after fees, unless I sell it on Instagram and hand them to somebody, I'm going to have to pay to either ship or pay some kind of platform fee or something like that, uh, whether it's through PWCC or wherever, you know, eBay or whatever. Uh, even on IG, I got to ship the dang thing. So there's, it's not going to be a true 67 grand, but let's say 65 grand, fine, whatever, uh, or 60 grand, I don't care. Um, am I better off leaving my 60 grand in these 26 boring uh, LeBron James Topps Chrome base cards? Or um, am I better off liquidating it and will my money perform better elsewhere? That's really the question. And, and like I said, this is a question that um, you know permeates throughout the hobby. I mean, tons of us are making the same decision. I mean, I was making this exact same, uh, you know, providing this exact same analysis on 86 Fleer or PSA 10 cards as they started to trickle down. Uh, my, my, you know, the question is, are these the best place for my 60 grand? And, uh, and that's why I want to solicit opinions and, and get some feedback from you guys. And so, um, you know, if they do bump up 50% each one on the grade for that card, which is, again, that's, we see that in the hobby a lot, you know, LeBron's gonna, he just signed a two year extension today for like almost a hundred million dollars. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be a Laker. Uh, he's going to play with his son. He's going to pass Kareem, God willing, barring some horrific injury or into his career. Um, they are going to move Westbrook and there's a chance Kyrie could come over there and his weird little ass might actually help him win games. 
Um, they're going to move off Westbrook and probably bring in a couple of decent young pieces. They're not going to get a young superstar in return because Westbrook's not worth a young superstar in return. He's not even an old superstar anymore. He's just a bad fit. Um, you know, so I think there's a little bit of hope there from the Lakers. Again, I'm not a Lakers fan. I think they get trounced by, you know, Golden State. I think they would have trouble with the Clippers. I think the Mavericks are on the rise. I think the Suns would be a problem. I think the Nuggets are a problem. Uh, there, there's a million teams in the West that are going to give the Lakers problems. And then there's three teams from the East that I just don't think they could beat. Uh, but again, we don't know what the Lakers roster is going to be this year, let alone the next year or the next year. And those of you who have forgotten, LeBron led the league in scoring last year, points per game. He just was a couple games short of qualifying. So we almost had a scoring title at age 69. Um, so, uh, Again, a lot of good things on the horizon for LeBron. So it's not out of the question that his cards can go up 50%. So let's get to the questions. Number one, should I let it run? Should I just sit on these cards? I've sat on them for two years and watched them go down $300,000, right? <laughs> I didn't cash out then. I uh, felt like a genius, and now I feel like an idiot. Uh, remember, not a blanking idiot, just an idiot. Uh, so the first question is, should I let it run? The PSA 10's up 8.49% uh, over the last month, or I think something like that. What did we look up? You know, So there it is. There's the PSA 10. There's the last three months. It's down 14%, but over the last month, it's up 8.49%, guys. Um, that's a lot of data points. Um, it looks like a flat line, but it's a little bit up, so it's green for sure. Um, if you earned eight, you know, eight and a half percent on your stocks over the course of a year, you know, everybody would be somewhat reasonably satisfied with that. Um, you know, cards were just ex we expect so much, uh, you know, volatility and explosive growth and. 3x, 4x, 5x. Uh, I don't know if those days are over for cards like this, right? There's still maybe opportunity for prospecting type players to explode and come out of nowhere, but cards like this with a high, high population, I'm not naive here. Look at the population on these cards. All of them are over 2,000, right? In every grade. So there's tons of these cards out here, right? This is the, uh, the modern version of the 86 Fleer Michael Jordan card. Um, so the question is, should I let it run? With PSA starting to trickle back up, it, it you know, common wisdom would lead one to presume that the BGS 9.5 will at some point follow the PSA 10 to some to some extent. The PSA 9 the same, the BGS 9 the same, and the BGS 9 is an anomaly now because it's way up, but it, it you know it has fewer data points, so it might have something to do with those anomalies. Um, question number two, you know, should I buy more? Right? <laughs> who who is the person that's always saying buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip? It's me. Uh, I'm the first one to tell you when a card goes down 70%, I like to buy more of them. Um, I just don't know if this is, again, you can buy the dip on other LeBron cards. I can buy the dip on a LeBron X-Fractor. I can buy the dip on a LeBron, you know, refractor PSA 10. I can buy the dip on a LeBron black refractor, right? Uh, those are the types of LeBron. I can buy the LeBron uh, chalk toss gold. Those cards have also gone down uh, similar types of percentages, but you know, the hobby pendulum has swung so swiftly uh, away from these high pop cards I don't know if these high pop cards can ever experience 50% growth. It may take 10 years for it to go up 50%, or it may never go up 50%. I don't have a crystal ball. Um, you know, so I, I don't know if this, uh, this high pop hate ever goes away. Uh, let me know what you think in the comments. Has the pendulum swung too far? Are, are, are Luka Doncic base prison PSA 10s too cheap? Uh, are Zion base 10s too cheap? Are fill in the blank, you know, LeBron tops Chrome PSA 10 is too cheap. I don't know. Uh, you guys tell me. 
Um, so should I buy more? PSA 10 is down 49% over the last year. Why am I selling the dip? Why am I asking you, should I sell the dip? Why do I feel like I should sell the dip? Um, you know, that's, that's kind of the question. Um, and then question number three is where do I sell? Okay, now it's time to sell. Um, obviously, first uh, order of preference would be to sell these in person at a card show where there's, you know, um, you know, it's cash. I'm, I'm not going to say what I want to say, but it's cash. There's no fees. There's no platform fees. There's no hammer. There's no seller fees. There's no, uh, you know, buyer's premium issues. There's none of that stuff, right? There's no shipping. There's no insurance. There's no tax implications per se, right? There's taxes, right? But, uh, you know, should I sell them in show on Instagram, on Facebook? Yeah, probably. Those are the three premier options, but it's hard to sell 26 cards for 60 grand at a card show to one person, right? Where are you going to find one buyer who wants to say, hey, Cajun Cardboard, I'll take your 26 base LeBron chromes for $65,000, no fees. Here, take this money, you know? I've got to find somebody else who thinks this is an incredible investment at the same time that I am starting to think it's time to get out. Uh, and did I miss the window? Absolutely, yes. That's where the idiot part comes in. So, um, you know, where do I sell them? Facebook, PWCC, I'm going to take a hit on those fees, right? Uh, it's the easiest thing because I could literally list these cards and they'd be gone on Sunday. Now, I would probably net about 48000 50000 maybe 55000 something like that, uh, you know, after fees. And, and because these are not the types of cards um, that are going to do great on that PWCC platform, they're not unique. Uh, and the other fact is, if you put 26 of something in one weekly auction, you're probably asking to be punched in the face uh, because they, they, I don't think the demand is there to, uh, to satisfy 26 different LeBron James Topps Chrome listings uh, in one PWCC weekly auction. So if I did it, I'd probably do, you know, four this week, four, four, four over the next six months or something like that. Um, and then the other question is like, why am I... I know what's coming for LeBron. It is inevitable. It's a freight train. He's breaking the scoring title. He's playing with his kid. He's now staying with the Lakers, so there's no danger of him leaving there and going to a worse situation. Um, They can't be as bad as they were last year. He played great. He's going to retire. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He is always going to be in the GOAT conversation versus Jordan, even though you guys know where I stand on that. MJ won. MJ over everything. Uh, These are all positives uh, about LeBron James. Um, So the question is, why am I looking to get out of these cards anyway? So the one decision I have made that I don't need you guys to help me decide is if I do sell these cards, I'm taking every single penny and putting it right back into LeBron James. So I don't feel bad from running from the player because I think the player is right. I think the card is wrong. Um, And that can be said for all 26 and all all grades. Uh, So I think I have the right player. I think I have the wrong card. Um, And, you know, after having watched the card, these cards dropped $300,000 over the last year uh, or since the peak, maybe 15, 18 months ago. Um, I feel real comfortable that we're at or near the bottom. And so I, I feel like there's not a lot of risk left at this number. And so, uh, you know, maybe the move is to sell all 26 of these and buy an absolute monster. Or maybe it's, you know, sell the, the nines and the, all the nines and buy a couple more PSA 10s. I, I don't know what the move is. Maybe it's to buy one refractor or three refractors. I don't, I don't really know, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but I do know this. I've decided that whatever money I pull out of these 26 cards, I'm putting it right back into LeBron James because I believe in LeBron James is, is the, as a player. And I believe in where he is um, in his career with a very steep uh, up and to the right potential uh, 
uh, on the very near horizon for him. So, um, but where do I sell it? PWCC, eBay, shows, Mile High, Robert Edwards, Golden, whatnot, IG, Facebook, in-person shows, trade nights, fill in the blank. Uh, as I talk about all the time, there are sales platforms ad nauseum to discuss. Uh, let me know what you guys think. ComC is another one I didn't mention. Uh, MySlabs is another one I didn't mention, a really cool platform as well. Let me know what you guys think. Um, <clears throat> What am I into it for, right? That, we hear that all the time at card shows. We hear that on you know, content creators talk about that. I think that's a hobby fallacy. And let me explain. Um, number one, as, uh, as from the perspective of a potential buyer of these cards, why would any buyer care what I am into it for? It, make, it has no bearing on whether they think it's a good purchase or not. So telling a potential buyer, I'm into it for this, I can't sell it for less than this, is illogical. It doesn't matter to them. It, it it doesn't change the current fair market value of the asset that you're trying to move. And so I hate to hear people say, I'm into it for this, uh, so I can't take less than this. It doesn't matter from the buyer's perspective. I think we can all agree on that. But let me tell you why it doesn't matter from the seller's perspective. Um, <clears throat> the only reason that matters to me is because I'm a prideful SOB. I don't like losing at all. I don't like taking losses. I don't like acknowledging losses. So the stubborn Cajun um, South Louisiana part of me wants to say, I'll ride this thing out until these cards get back up to where I'm break even or profitable. I don't care. Uh, and I'm in a position where I'm liquid enough to do that. Um, but that is, um, that's, that's fooling yourself. If you're looking in the mirror and saying these things to yourself, I think you're making a mistake. I think it is a hobby fallacy for those people who do that and say, well, I'm just going to ride it out. I'm going to wait till the cards get back to what I bought them at and then I'll move them there and then I won't be taking a loss. It's not a loss unless you sell it for less than you bought it for, right? It's just a hold. It's a hodl, right? As they like to say. So um, I think that's a hobby fallacy because the real analysis that you should be making right here, and I've heard other you know content creators talk about it. I've heard other great collectors talk about it is um, on a much bigger scales than this 60 grand uh, is <clears throat> is that sixty thousand uh, dollars capable of doing more for me elsewhere in the hobby or even elsewhere within that same player pathway in a different product in a different card and I think the answer is absolutely yes I, I really do maybe I'm crazy uh, the one thing that gives me pause is this and I've got it pulled up on here and I put 50% growth in here for a reason because let's say let's say for instance I bought a BGS 9.5 black refractor and I paid 65,000 right that's a I think it's probably about what it's worth uh, instead of these 26 cards let's say hypothetically magically I can say take these 26 and give me a black BGS 9.5 what is more likely over the next 18 months the black BGS 9.5 which is serial numbered to 500 for those of you who are not familiar with the 2003 Top Scrum product. What is more likely that black 9.5 goes to 100,000 or each of these cards go up a thousand or a couple thousand or you know a little less than a thousand and the aggregate of these 26 cards are worth 100,980. Um, you know, there's always been this long-standing theory that it's oh, it's easier to move a $3,000 card than it is to move a 60 or $70,000 card. Really? Uh, not in my experience. I've got six figures worth of Anthony Simons cards spread out amongst hundreds of slabs, and it's a pain in the ass to move those. I would much rather have, I know it doesn't exist, but a $100,000 Anthony Simons card and just go sell the damn thing for $90,000, you know, and sell it at a discount. Uh, you know, the quantity, the, the amount of inventory <clears throat> is definitely something that needs to be taken into account. Um, 
just like if I had one card right now that was worth 60,000, it'd be a lot easier to go click, click, buy PWCC, sell it for me, give me the money, let me know when it's over. Uh, that's a lot easier than uh, selling 26 cards uh, off platform like I'm considering doing here. Again, I can click, click, click and move them into PWCC's auction, but only an idiot would put 26 of the same card in one auction. You're gonna get smashed if you do that. And I'm gonna screw up the comps for everybody else, even on hot pop cards like this, because they're gonna sell for pennies on the dollar. It's not gonna work. Um, so, uh, you know, that's that's kinda it, is like, where is my money best uh, placed? Uh, and again, I'm sorry if this sounds like a, you know, an introverted, self-centered uh, video. I just thought you guys, maybe making very similar analyses with similar types of cards, maybe some with much bigger cards and maybe some with much, much, much smaller cards, um, you know, of basically figuring out where, you know, in this era where we can't just keep throwing money at cards because we're not profiting as much on cards day to day as we were 18 months to two years ago, it's, you've got to go create you know, revenue somehow, even if it's not profit, you gotta create revenue, you gotta go stir up some money to keep your keep your collection moving and recirculate your collection to keep the to keep the spice going, right? And to keep recirculating that money within the hobby. And so that's why I'm, uh, I'm sitting here staring at this screen and hopefully you guys can give me some advice on that. <clears throat> and then, you know, we talked about question number five. If I do sell, do I buy back into a high-end LeBron? And if so, which one? Let me know that. If you guys are, you know, LeBron collectors out there, I'm not, I'm not a LeBron super collector. I've got a pretty good LeBron collection, uh, but I have seen what a super collector looks like. That's another word, right? Let, people throw super collector around real loosely. If somebody's got, you know, five 1986 Fleer Jordan PSA 9s, that's not a Jordan super collector. I've just got news for you. I know Jordan super collectors. I know what a super collector looks like. Uh, I am not a LeBron super collector. So uh, if somebody who's watching is a LeBron super collector, I'd love to get your thoughts on uh, the best direction uh, to put some of this money if I do decide to sell it, um, you know, into what LeBron that money should go into. You know, maybe it shouldn't be one big one. Maybe it should be, you know, 15 different ones, but but not necessarily Topps Chrome Base Rookies. Maybe Topps Pristine's the move. Maybe it's 2002 Topps Finest XRC pre-rookie card and the white suit is the money. Maybe it's only LeBron Refractors. Maybe it's early year Panini Prism LeBron Color PSA 10 and I could buy 70 of them. Uh, maybe that's the move. I don't know. There's a lot of different options uh, in the LeBron James market, just like Michael Jordan, where there's a million inserts of parallels you could put your money into. Um, and then the question is, maybe I don't sell all, or maybe I don't just hold all and write it out. What if I sell some and keep some? Maybe that's the move. Uh, maybe I keep the PSA 10s and sell the rest. Maybe I keep just the gems and sell the mints. Uh, maybe I sell the gems because they've started to run a little bit, uh, up 8.49% over the last month, and maybe I, you know, keep the rest. I don't, I don't know. Um, let me know what you guys think. That's it. That's that's really it. I just wanted you guys to to kind of look at that, and uh, you know, and like I said, I think we're at or near the floor. Uh, we'll know. We'll know in 30 days. Uh, you know, uh, as we get closer to the season, basketball cards should go up. If these LeBron cards are still going down, well, then I, then I, I'm lost. All right. Then then I really truly don't know what I'm talking about. But my guess is, if you look at this two weeks chart, maybe uh, six weeks from now, I think they're all going to be green. I really do. Uh, you know, assuming there's enough data points in there, because as we approach the season, uh, people get excited even about Lakers, right? Even about the Lakers who have, you know, a trillion question marks to answer. Uh, one they answered today was signing LeBron to a two-year extension. So uh, that helps, right? Uh, there's talk about trying to move Anthony Davis for another young star, some picks and some pieces. 
Um, I don't know if they're there yet. I think the first order of business is to move Westbrook and bring somebody in. But I'm telling all of you right now, and I think Anthony Davis is soft as baby poop, uh, as they say down here in South Louisiana. And I think Kyrie is one of the strangest human beings on earth. Uh, he and KD deserve each other. But if they pair Anthony Davis, Kyrie, and LeBron together, and they can miss a bunch of games during the regular season, if those three are healthy in the playoffs, that is a humongous problem. Because Kyrie Irving is a much different fit than Russell Westbrook. And he is honestly a much better player than Russell Westbrook. But he's a he changes the dynamic oh so drastically. So uh, don't sleep on that. And then Lonnie Walker, Thomas Bryant, uh, some of those other guys, uh, Kendrick Nunn coming back. That's that's you know two more ball handlers with young legs that can guard and defend and, and take some of that usage off LeBron. And Kyrie will take a huge amount of usage off LeBron. Um, I think LeBron's about to enter that later stage of his career where if he will embrace the role, he can kind of, you know, transition into that late Jordan, like the, the, the last three championships, Jordan won, where he did so much of his damage in the low and mid post uh, with his footwork and his pump fakes. And I know LeBron can't shoot mid-range like Jordan. Nobody else in the world could or can or ever will. Um, but LeBron is an absolute destructive force in the post if you try to guard him with a one, two, or a three. Uh, so if LeBron will embrace that role and embrace that post game and take some of that wear and tear off his body of bringing the ball up the floor and creating for others and just be that, you know, almost play like a, a, a smaller version of Akeem Olajuwon. He's not that much smaller, but a smaller version of Akeem Olajuwon. If he can embrace that role, I think there's a lot of upside left for LeBron James, the player, for the Lakers, the team, and for LeBron cards, including the very boring high pop tops Chrome base cards that we looked at today. So uh, that's just my thoughts. You guys, uh, please let me know what you think um, I should do with these 26 cards. If you've got any questions about it or if I, I misspoke on anything, please let me know in the comments. I really just kind of put a quick spreadsheet together, uh, created a nice shareable link in PWCC, and then just started rambling um, about what to do because I, I want to turn this money into something sexy and exciting. And uh, right now, Topps Chrome Base um, by the dozen is not sexy or exciting. Uh, but, uh, but then again, you know, selling the dip is not something you hear very often. Uh, but I guess if you're reinvesting it in the same player, that's also dipped on that big high end card. Um, it's kind of almost a, a lateral move, right? It's kind of a horizontal move, like leaving one, you know, one good job for another good job. You're not really leaving a good job. You're just changing the job, right? So I'm just changing where my LeBron money is. Uh, which I've done in Jordan uh, a lot. I did it with 86 Fleer Jordan. I sold, you know, about 35 86 Fleer Jordan, uh, you know, rookie cards and stickers and moved it into Michael Jordan parallels and inserts. And that really, really worked out well. Um, of course, I did that at or near the peak, not at or near the bottom, but that worked out really, really well for me. Um, and so I'm looking to do something similar here with these uh, relatively... Uh, Blase uh, 2003 Topps Chrome Base LeBron card. So anyway, thank you guys for watching. I've rambled long enough, 35 minutes. Uh, as always, I appreciate your time. Again, this pretty much only appeals to investors. So you collector friends out there that like to watch my Jordan stuff, I apologize to you, but I've got to satisfy the investor side of me as well and uh, the investor viewers that watch my channel as well. So anyway, thank you guys for watching. Keep collecting. Stay positive in the hobby. And peace.